is the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our weekend service right here at our campus located in downtown Brea, California. We hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. Before I get into what I'd like to share with you tonight, because um, as I was thinking about when Pastor Kelly asked me if I would help out this uh, Saturday evening, I said, Lord, what, what would you want me to share? What, what do you, would you put on my heart to contribute to this important topic? I mean, you know, we've, we've been honing in on it and how much can you say God loves us and, you know, we should love more and all that. I mean, it kind of becomes somewhat redundant sometimes. But I want to approach the fact that we can still be challenged about how difficult it truly is to love God and to love others in our culture. I want us to leave encouraged and a little challenged and take an approach of real talk, real life, real people. So let's look at the first slide real quick, and then um, we'll dive into this in a moment. It can be challenging to love like God wants us to and to receive God's love in our culture. Now, maybe you're sitting out here saying, I don't know about you, AJ, but that doesn't really apply to me. I, I know God loves me, and I love people, and I'm okay with my culture. But here's the challenging part. Remember, real life, real talk, real people. Here's the love sessions approach to this tonight, okay? There are many people who are not sitting here who find that to be very true. And part of the church's mission and existent reason, reason that it exists is to get more people here to understand how much God truly loves them and to be able to learn how to love others. Because I know a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who say, I don't know, man, it's just really challenging to love God and to receive God's love and to love others the way the world is. How many of you would agree that you know people who think that way? I do, and I see a lot of seats for them to be sitting here. So Love Sessions is an approach where real talk, real life, real people brings up some challenging and important things to process in our minds a little bit that will eventually hopefully draw people into this community of faith to be responsive like we've been here tonight with these beautiful songs about how we agree wholeheartedly that Jesus is the hope of the world, amen? We exist to not only celebrate that, not only to worship and praise God for that, but to also try and come up with new and creative and practical ways to help others who don't know that discover the great message of hope. Amen? So that's our approach. And I'm going to invite my friend Eric up here. He's going to take just a couple minutes because he and about 25 others were at our, was at our first love sessions gathering that we had last month, this uh, past month. Um, raise your hand if you were there, because I see, I see the hands. See, look around. There was, there was a good group there. And I asked Eric if you would just kind of do a little plug for me, because on March 15th, we're going to be having our next one, and uh, we'd love for you to come and check it out. This isn't for, you know, uh, I think it's for new believers, or I don't know if you're reaching people. It's for everyone. If you want to have real talk with, about real life with real people, at least let's hear what Eric thought about Love Sessions. Um, I don't think it really needs a plug because it's awesome. Um, AJ had invited me the, it was a Saturday night, and then the actual uh, gathering was Sunday afternoon. And you know, sometimes it's like, I think, uh, just being in union with other people in a, in a community, people can sense what's going on in your life. And I had had a really rough couple of weeks. I... Uh, had recently lost my mother-in-law, lost my wife's uh, grandmother on her father's side, and just the previous month had lost my aunt. 
so it was, it was rough. Work had been rough, and AJ had invited me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this because I think this is going to be great. If anything gets me out of my element, gets me out of my, my depression a little bit, and so I came there not really expecting anything serious, but just, you know, something to get me out of my, my, little, my little situation I was in. But it was really uh, a great time. It was really relaxed. And I wholeheartedly agree with it's just real people, real talk. It's real life. Um, the great thing about it is that while I was there, people got up and it's interesting you share. You think you're the only one going through what you're going through at that point in time, and immediately two people, three people spoke up, and they're like, you know, I, I'd like to say this for you, or I'd like to talk to you about this. And towards the end of it, um, one gentleman got up and was having some difficult times, but maybe more, you know, everybody's got their thing, had some situations in his family. And immediately somebody spoke up and said, you know, this is what's going on with me. Um, and at the end of it, what was great is they kind of connected and started talking and it formed this immediate friendship. And to me, that's totally a God moment when there's, he has a chance to kind of get involved and bring people together. And uh, it was just a really a great uh, time, you know, so it was, it's awesome. Thanks, I think Eric. that's the great thing about it. It's just, it's real. There's nothing, uh, nothing made up about it. It's just people who, where they are, who they are at that time. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. You bet. Appreciate that. So I wanted to utilize that just as a way to see if we can kind of have a, a, a sort of love sessions gathering here by provoking some thought about some issues. What we do when we get together is I may put up a, a similar quote like you saw there or a similar phrase like you saw there and then just open it up to have some discussion about why that's important. Why do we think that? Why do we not think that? And so in that kind of spirit, I just want to go over a couple things that maybe will shake our minds a little bit into thinking about what it means to love God, what it means to love others, what it means to truly accept and understand that God, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And then also to balance out this idea that God's amazing love for us is not always the same thing as having his blessing. God's amazing love for us is not always the same thing as receiving his blessings because while his love is completely unconditional, and nothing can separate us from that. We have a part to play in how we experience God's blessing in our lives. Can I get an amen? I mean, that one's not easy, but that one's kind of real. God wants us to understand and seek Him more so that we can receive His favor, His blessing. How many of you have been in a situation in your life, no matter what it is, a decision you had to make? And let's face it, I remember, I remember when I was teaching youth, that these kids would always act like they had these tough decisions and dilemmas and wanted to do the right thing. And, and I remember as I got older, it's like, man, adults are just like kids. We're just more sophisticated about it. We already know what the right decisions are in most of our lives most of the time. Are you seriously sitting there going, I wonder what I should do? Let's be honest for a moment. Hey, real life, real talk, real people. When you come to a situation in your life where you have a dilemma that you know God's blessing is all over it here, but God's blessing might not be all over it here, and you're doing this thing, wah, 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 right? Do you know exactly what you need to go? Do you seriously stop in that wah, wah moment and say, God, please help me do the thing that's going to bring your blessing? God's love is unconditional. But man... If we do a better job in seeking God's direction and the different things that we go through in our lives, 
Maybe we wouldn't build up so many walls that make it seem like God's not there all the time or that his blessing isn't there all the time. That okay? Oh, it's getting real in here, right? We're about to take another offering. All right. All right. We live in a time where love has grown cold. Would you agree? Turn on the news. It just seems like everyone is rebelling against everything that's good. It seems like humanity is in this struggle of just trying to be better humans. It feels like life, and we talk about it here in this setting of worship, no matter what we're going through, and you might be going through your ups and downs, and we're here together. And you know what? It's true. When we come here, there's a real sense of comfort. Why? Because this is a holy place. It's set apart from everyday life. We take a time here for two hours to come and say, God, I just want to take a time out with you. I just want to be with you right now because I know that the minute I get home, things are happening. Life is happening, and it's happening fast. And for some of us, it's happening rough. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but know that life can be the grind sometimes. It can make us feel overwhelmed. It can have pressures that maybe we just fake the funk here trying not to let too many people know are happening. You know, it's easy to come in here and act like everything's cool. Have you ever had someone here at Refinery ask you, maybe you have, but have you ever had someone say, hey, how's it going? You're like, bro, not good, man. This happened, this happened. I mean, most of us go, yeah, we're good. I'm good. I'm good. We always kind of want to just make sure we're okay. And sometimes deep down inside, we're not okay. And we need to be reminded that God is with us, that God wants to hear our problems, that God wants to direct our lives, that God wants to remind us that nothing can separate us from his love and that his blessing is so ready to be poured on you and all we have to do is lean more to this side of where his blessing is in the middle of the wobble wobble. How many of you get my wobble wobble? You, you know what I'm talking about. Wobble wobble. Yeah, that's good. You'll remember that. Every once in a while, I'll just be like wobble wobble. Even the family of God is divided over numerous faith teachings these days. I won't get into that too much, but you know what I mean. You have Facebook, you have social media, you have radio, you have commentary. Everyone's got opinions about stuff all the time, right? There's a lot of division, a lot of hurt, a lot of dispute, a lot of debate. We want to love God like he wants us to, but it's challenging. Why? Because a lot of times we want to make sure we're okay. Our family's okay, the things that we care about are okay first. And so life is full of distractions that sometimes make it challenging to love him, challenging to love others. Because no matter how you slice it, we might be humble and we might be, you know, selfless and we want to definitely love others, but ain't nobody looking out for number one like you. Real talk, real life, real people. We feeling uncomfortable yet? Turn on the air conditioning, bro. It's hot in here. I had the privilege of going to Sudan, Africa back in 2009. And one of the reasons that I say it's difficult and challenging for us to love God and to receive God's love and even love others in our culture is because we see things very different here. And we live in a place where, I mean, most of you know these statistics, so I'm not going to get into that too much. But I want to show you why it's such a trip to me, this whole concept, which is a little tongue-in-cheek about first world problems, right? We freak out when we have no Wi-Fi, right? It's like, we lose our mind over the simplest things. You walk into the house without your car. It's like you'll make a U-turn illegally to go back and get your phone, right? Can't live without our devices. It's crazy. Put up that picture. This is a young man in the city of Colmarac, Sudan. And I kid you not, I wish I could bring this kid home and just get him a million-dollar contract with Colgate, right? Look at that smile. All this kid's problems would be gone. Look at that. Those are the perfect teeth I've ever, the most perfect teeth I've ever seen. 
This young man has a huge disability. This young man is a son of a cattle rancher, which is how the people in Sudan, Africa function and work and make their life. This young man is constantly fearing for his life because the, the neighboring tribal enemy uh, tribe that's there constantly comes to kidnap these kids and then hold them for ransom for their parents to give up cattle to get their kids back. And most of the time, the parents are so stuck in that culture that their cattle is their, their prestige, their, their example of where they are in the status of their, of their society, that it'll be like, oh, sorry, we lost Johnny. They ain't giving up no cattle. Yet this young man had more joy than I've ever seen in anybody in my life. He was so full of life and so aware of just being alive. And so and he was so grateful that we were there. And I mean, it just really goes to show you that sometimes we got to pause for a moment and think about why it's difficult to understand God's love, to understand why it's important to love others in our culture. California is the fifth largest economy in the world. $2.4 trillion just ahead of the UK. Can you imagine? The greater Los Angeles area, including Orange County, is the third largest metropolitan economy in the world. $700 billion GDP, gross domestic product. Gross domestic product, not ghost. Why is it tough to love and understand God's love in our culture? Real talk, real life, real people. Keep your comments to yourself. We've idolized patriotism. This country is less than 250 years old, and we've become somewhat entitled that the American way is the best and only way. It's God how we do it, society how we run it, the kingdom of God according to our reality. Let's put up that second slide there. We are constantly tempted to measure blessing by how successful we are in light of our society's definition. Ooh, real life, real talk, real people. See, in love sessions, you'd have a chance to comment. Aren't you dying to say something right now? <laughs> Got to come to love sessions. Maybe we'll repeat these questions. We build the walls that don't allow us to experience the fullness of God's love. The next slide says, God's love is unconditional, but his blessings are not. God's love is unconditional, but his blessings are not. I can think of several things that would make me, make us feel like we're separated from God's love. Again, maybe, maybe you don't feel that way. Oh, I've been going to church for, you know, 30 years. I've been going to church for 10 years. I've been a Christian all my life. I know that God's love won't, be separate, won't never be separated from me. I know that, that God is with me through everything. But a lot of people feel separated from God's love. And we can come up with all kinds of reasons why that is. Health issues. I mean, let me sidetrack here for a moment. How many of you watched Kobe Bryant's memorial? I watched it from start to finish, and I was crying like a little kid, and I, I, was, I, was, I was over it. It was just so deep and so moving. And I was sharing with Pastor Kelly earlier, this is probably one of the most recent and and because of the, how quickly technology moves, where the whole world almost instantly found out about this incredible, iconic, beloved athlete's life being cut so short and so tragically. 
TMZ apparently put the news out before any of the family members, including Vanessa, was notified. She found out mostly just like we all did. A text because, did you see what they said on TMZ? That's not true, right? Hopefully it wasn't. TMZ, unfortunately, had had a track record of being pretty accurate. Michael Jackson, Prince, other people who they've sort of made their name for themselves in putting this horrible news out when important people passed. But I bring him up because when I was watching the memorial, it was not only so moving to me personally because, you know, I love the Lakers and I kind of grew up watching him and this impacted us all in different ways. Um, but you could tell that our world and our city was suddenly shaken and aware of the realities of our mortality. And you started to see through all of the Tinseltown stuff, and you started to see some focus in the reality of just humanity, on the needs for hope, on the needs for, for somberness, on the needs for for. for sobriety of thoughts and mind. About, it was just like this unity was happening all of a sudden around this concept of this iconic man's life being taken so quick. Michael Jordan. I mean, you know, here's these rivals on the surface on social media. Who's better? Who's the GOAT, right? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Here's this man just weeping, saying, I was just trying to be a good big brother to him. It's like you started to see the spirit of humanity. And it was powerful because it had the world's attention, had city's attention. All the greats were there. Man, that room was filled with so much money, with so much talent. Beyonce, Alicia Keys, all these people we kind of get a kick about that we're entertained by. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Alicia Keys is awesome. Christina Aguilera. I mean, but all of a sudden, you started realizing that all of the stuff just got zoned in to the wobble wobble moment, at least in thought about what matters, right? So here's slide number four. How we intentionally love others allows us to relate more with God's love for us because God is love. How we love others helps us connect with how much God loves us. So when we're feeling distracted and feeling separated from God's love, the next best thing to do is figure out how to start loving others because God is the source of that love. And we'll begin to identify God's love for us just by taking some intentional steps in loving others. That's pretty cool. Yes, the warm and fuzzies here in the security of our faith and in this beautiful building and in, in, our, in our social gatherings with other Christians is, is absolutely part of the deal. I love fellowship warm and fuzzies, don't you? I love getting a hug. Even, I know he's my dad, but how many of you like getting a hug from Pastor Oliver, right? Even the most antisocial, awkward people can't help themselves. I've seen it. It's a mystery, I'm telling you. It's like, it's a really, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomena. But once we get past real life, real talk, real people, we get past some of the, the things that we're sort of just kind of used to. And once we close in prayer here today and we go out and have some snacks and we go back to, to our world, we start recognizing that there's hurting people that need to be loved. That there's people that just need to be 
really cared for it. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, it's like we always try to connect loving people with going to the Baja trip or, you know, uh, giving money to the homeless. It's like, dude, I do enough. It's whatever. It's like charity and all that is absolutely a part of how we express our love. But I'm talking about maybe that neighbor, maybe that coworker, maybe that student, maybe Maybe that person that you had odds with that you haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe just an extension, as Pastor Kelly challenged us last week, to really just love people. Pastor Kelly last week made a good example. If somebody cuts you off, instead of giving them the one sign to heaven, remember the one-way sign to heaven? By the way, that's why the council just boycotted bumper sticker, refinery bumper stickers, just in case anybody <laughs> lost their cool. We didn't want anybody knowing that that's where they came to the church. You go to that church, you gave me the bird on the 605. Yeah. But maybe we can make some steps to just truly love. Not get so caught up in the packaging sort of formalities of, oh, it's Mission Sunday, I'm going to love today. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow what was taught and I'm going to go to the Baja trip. Listen, please do go to the Baja trip. That's an incredible experience. And it definitely is a step in obedience. But real talk, real life, real people, let's get out of sort of the, the, the packaging and let's, ex let, let's ask God to show us new relevant ways to experience his love and to love others. Because if we do that, we will begin to experience more of his love for us and we will begin to experience more awareness of that wobble-wobble moment so we can receive his blessing. Because I don't know about you, I want God's blessing in my life. And I could tell you right now, I'll just stand up here and confess, God forgive me. Sometimes I don't have God's blessing in my life because my wobble wobble moments are no bueno. Have you had no bueno wobble wobble moments? That's good. Now we're talking. Real life, real talk, real people. The next slide there says, I'm challenged today that I must constantly identify myself in Christ, his love and his example to love others. I constantly have to do that. Let's put up our first um, passage of scripture there, can we? So here's, here's the... the my heart today obviously comes from two passages of Scripture that I shared with Pastor Kelly, that I prayed about throughout the week, that sort of puts all of this into a, an exclamation focus point. Um, the two main things that I'd like to challenge you with today is that we remember that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that we also remember that while God's love is unconditional, his blessings require us to try to ask for more of his guidance in our lives. And that when we begin to love others, we'll connect with God's love even greater for ourselves. Because, man, we need that. We need to be connected with how much God loves us. And when that connection's there, I mean, there's just no holes barred on how you could begin to express God's love to others. And so the next time that you're feeling somewhat challenged by the distractions of our wild society and crazy life,
Would you remember what the great apostle wrote to the church in Rome, which was very similar to our society in terms of a very metropolitan culture of fast-moving things and some of the very same human distractions that we may experience in our day and age? He writes and he says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? So, nothing can separate us from God's amazing love. And because we believe that, or at least trying to wrap our heads around that, we should allow that to provide ways for us to love others because of his love for us. And, and here's the challenge again. Real talk, real life, real people, love session style. There's a lot of people who need to be here right now understanding this. So we can come every Saturday and start coming on Sundays and constantly be in the warm and fuzzy mode of celebrating God's amazingness in our lives. But I know Pastor Kelly knows this. And I know that we know this kind of. And I want to remind us, the church doesn't exist for us to just celebrate God's amazing greatness and the warm and fuzzies alone. Because it is part of that. Remember, I love the warms and fuzzies. I love celebrating the greatness of God with God's people. The celebration of the saints together in, in worship and in corporate gatherings is absolutely awesome. Amen? Yeah. However, the church also exists to make sure that we try to come as we celebrate and say to others, come celebrate with us. Come experience God's hope. Come experience God's love. Come experience our community. We're all a little wacky, some of us, but you know what? We're real. We're real people. We're real life, real talk. You kind of come and check it out. Pastor Kelly's cool. You should meet Marlene. Come on and say hi to Chad. It's good stuff. Justin does pizza with all these kids. Come on down. I mean, there's just all kinds of reasons why we need to try to be proactive in not only celebrating God's greatness together, but being intentional on reaching out to others because that truly is what it means to love others. How dare we hold on to this incredible nuggets of truth and not be more proactive in sharing it with people. Next week's a good one. We're going to have a party. Don't even tell people that you're inviting them to church. Say, hey, dude, you want to come with me to a party? I haven't talked to Pastor Kelly about this, but I think I'll DJ. We'll just, we'll party it up. Well, you don't want me to DJ? Or? All right, I'm just, I'm just All right, so here's, Here's the, here's the last verse, and then I'll pass it back to Pastor. Um, and I'd like to do something just as, a way of, just as a way of responding to however God would use what I've shared with you tonight, with this verse and now this one as well. And um, Franny did this similar, something similar earlier as she was allowing us to be very free in expressing ourselves in God's presence. And so as you are able, because some of us may not be able to, and, and that's okay, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable, but this is one of my favorite prayers in the Bible because it is for every generation, and it's just so rich 
And when I believe, and we believe that the Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit when men wrote these things, and, 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 and we know that it was God trying to speak to us through all of the narratives and discourse and things that were happening in this incredible collection of, of these books and what we consider the Holy Word of God, this one is rich with the fingerprints of God's Holy Spirit. Because I want you to see how metaphysical, how, how super extended it is for all time. It is one of my favorite prayers. So what I'd like for you to do, if you would, would, be, would join me, I'd like to invite you, if we would get up and we would kneel and read this prayer together. And if you'd like to do that, go for it. Let's start with verse 14. Let's read it together. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power throughout his Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. For more information about Refinery Church, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at We Are Refinery. If these messages have blessed you, please consider supporting the ministry by visiting our website at wearerefinery.com give.